Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jessica Ornsby of A&O Law Group. Jessica, it's awesome to have you on the show. It's so great to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Jessica so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Jessica is the founder of a Law Group, a Washington, D.C.-based litigation law firm. Jessica received her JD and LLM from Georgetown University, Hoya Saxa, and uses her legal experience to serve families and individuals facing legal difficulties related to family law, landlord, tenant, and business matters. Jessica, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Awesome. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit here, a little bit more about how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story and we'll let you get started with your business? Yeah. So I decided to start in a law group after I graduated law school and started working at a big firm. And in many ways, it was sort of this um, perfect job. A lot of law students hope to get that type of job, but I was miserable and I couldn't figure out why. And what I realized was that even though I was making a decent salary and was in the sort of like upper echelon of the legal community, I wasn't serving my community. I was not representing clients that looked like me and I wasn't representing people who had issues that I could relate to. And so I said, well, let me create a piece of the pie that I want to eat. And so I decided to start my practice. Nice. I absolutely love that and appreciate that. I think that's in true entrepreneurial form. And so many times we are not sure. Um, well, we see problems and we're not sure exactly how to solve those problems. But I think it's a true entrepreneur that says, hey, you know, this pie doesn't represent exactly what I wanted to. So let me recreate the pie. Let me change up the recipe and create something that uh, come, becomes exactly what I wanted to be. Exactly. Nice. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper, hear a little bit more about A&O Law Group. Could you take us through exactly how you serve the clients you work with? So I represent clients in mostly family law, landlord, tenant, and business, as you stated. And I help clients who are really in many ways in some of the most difficult parts of their life. Um, And it's either through mediation, um, negotiations, or through actually representing them in a court case. And what's really great about um, the technology that's available to us like Zoom is I can meet clients where they are without costing them additional money, making them travel here or there. So if they have a cell phone, we can hop on a video call. If you have an iPhone, I can hop on a FaceTime call with you so that you have that personal connection, even though we're not physically face-to-face. I use mostly or actually exclusively electronic portals so that clients are able to easily communicate with me and send documents. And if we have a mediation, you can do it virtually uh, or you can do it in person. So I just try to um, come up with creative and cost-effective ways to meet the needs of my clients. 
Yeah, absolutely love that. And, you know, except I'm an Android guy, so except for the, the FaceTime <laughs> thing. Um, but I, I love that you're able to kind of take care of uh, and connect with the clients, you know, and, and, and leverage this technology. Because I think especially I'm also in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, the traffic mm -hmm. situation is not always <laughs> ideal. <laughs> and to be able to get to and from and, 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 and warp speed really with the leveraging the technology we have at our disposal is definitely something that's a huge advantage. Yes, I do not envy people who have long commutes <laughs> and I do not want to make my clients have to travel an hour to or from to get to my office. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you cover the DC, Maryland and Virginia as far as like people you're able to serve as well too? So right now DC and Maryland at the end of the year, Virginia as well. Okay, perfect. Well, definitely excited about that and being able to kind of serve uh, this whole entire kind of, uh, I guess you call it somewhat of a tri-state area, um, yeah. <laughs> even though DC is still working on that. So um, I, I now wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you or your organization or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? So I guess what sets me apart and what makes me unique, I think, is the accessibility and the relatability of me as a practitioner to my clients. So there are a lot of attorneys out there and there are a lot of family law attorneys in particular, but I have been in the shoes of my clients many times. I have a blended family. I've been married and divorced. I have a very interesting shared custody situation. I can give my clients advice that's not only based on case law or legal analysis, but also from a personal perspective. So I've had situations where I'm telling a judge, look, I know you're saying you're going to do that, but that doesn't make sense. And here's why. And I can tell them why. Um, I also am very um, flexible because being at home with children, I understand that my clients also have things that they have to do at home after work and before work. So I always try to make sure that I'm available to them at times that uh, make sense for them and their families. And I also am very, very organized. You know, I'm constantly making sure that my practice prioritizes things appropriately and we're taking care of everything that needs to be done. And in terms of accessibility, I think that's reflected in how I market and how I share information. It's, I don't think that the law should feel so disconnected from the community. So I use my social media to share information and to show like, hey, I'm a real person and the law, it applies to you and it's something that you should be thinking about and you should have a lawyer. And if you need a lawyer and you're in the area, reach out to me, you know, just making sure that um, people know that lawyers are not just like these stuffy people who <laughs> live in like under a rock or something. No. <laughs> yeah. But, that was a little a little uh long-winded but <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think it's definitely a huge thing and, and i appreciate that because I, I don't know if you find this you know when you work with your clients especially in most situations but definitely i imagine in legal situations where you feel like you're kind of by yourself and i think when mm -hmm. you're able to obviously you know build those connections those relationships you know talk about the humanness of business exactly. and even law which i think sometimes we overlook it helps provide that opportunity to connect but i think too as you kind of talked about it helps someone know that they're not always alone and they're the only person in the world that maybe went through some type of experience as you're able to kind of speak to that, it sounds like. 
Exactly. I am a big proponent of creating safe spaces. And I know that safe spaces has come up a lot in our community in general, but talking about legal issues should also be a safe space. And so I try to use my social media as a place where you can come and get answers and ask questions and not feel judged and see that there are other people who are dealing with similar issues. So you don't feel so isolated. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that um, even, even too, like once you sometimes hear about those situations and you hear how somebody was able to kind of, I guess, overcome it or get through it, that mm -hmm. helps you also know that there is sometimes light at the end of the tunnel during difficult situations sometimes. Exactly. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? A couple of years ago, I adopted this sort of five point method and I give each activity a point. And my goal is to get to five points a day. Um, and I include not just professional tasks, but also personal tasks that make me more effective as a professional. And so for example, I might have working out, that's one point, so that's, that's significant. If I can work out, that's a big deal. Um, onboarding a new client, um, having a consultation, different things um, that I will make sure that I get as close to five points that day as possible. Because when you're the CEO of a company, you don't have someone on top of you making sure that you get your tasks done. And the only people who are really holding you accountable are yourself and your clients when they think you aren't doing your job. <laughs> and so by adopting this point system, I'm able to have sort of a rounded day. Awesome. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So if I were to go back and talk to Jessica a few years ago, I would tell her to remember that a CEO is not an employee. And sometimes when we as entrepreneurs say that we want to start a business, we forget that we have to shift our, our thinking from that of an employee to that of a CEO. And if you were to walk into a Target, for example, there's a CEO of Target. But you're not going to necessarily see the CEO in the store. They're not necessarily going to be checking you out at your cash register. But that person, you can bet, knows what needs to be done in order for that transaction to take place and what the store should look like. And as the CEO, you need to sometimes relinquish control and duties and responsibilities to other people who can put your plan in action, do a good job, and so that you can sit sort of at the high level and make sure that everyone has the resources that they need. But if you're stuck in, in the employee mode, you're gonna be trying to do all of the transactions. You're gonna get worn out because the store is gonna be dirty because you can't also be the cashier and loss prevention. And you know, <laughs> you can't do everything. Um, you have to be comfortable delegating tasks. And I burned myself out or was on the brink of burning myself out because I was trying to do everything. Um, and investing in staff is truly an investment in your company. A lot of times people think if you're paying people money, it's like this dollar in, dollar out, I think. Um, well, not dollar in, dollar out. That if you, a dollar out is a dollar lost. That's mm -hmm. not necessarily the case. I've made way more money 
having staff than when it was just me. <laughs> you're able to be more effective. Your clients are happier. You, you're not going to be able to answer every call if you're busy. You want to get to that point. And so you should invest in your company by investing in people and being able to um, provide jobs for your community is a beautiful thing to do as well. I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which you kind of touched on, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. So we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Jessica, what does being a CEO mean to you? To me, being a CEO is to be a visionary. And so that doesn't always mean I'm the one implementing, but a CEO, I think if you are a visionary and you're putting all the pieces together, that means you're finding the pieces, you're being careful about what pieces you're putting together and curating your vision and putting something that's unique and valuable into the marketplace. And your vision is going to grow and it's going to evolve as the society changes, as political um, environment changes, and you as the CEO, you're going to keep molding those pieces and making sure that you have the appropriate parts there. Um, and to me, that's what being a CEO is. Um, the legal profession can seem very um, sort of just stationary, but as the visionary of my practice, I've been able to show myself and other lawyers actually that you don't have to market a certain way. You don't have to practice a certain way. And to make practicing law new and exciting for myself and for clients and for um, future attorneys as well. Nice. I absolutely love that. I love that vision, that vision piece that you kind of spoke to, even when we were talking about kind of the target example, but uh, if not even more, I love the idea of curation that you kind of talked about and, and bringing those pieces together so that it creates that vision for us. And I think so many times, as you, we talked about before in, in the nugget, we get caught in trying to execute every single piece of the, the curation and the vision that we have. Um, but when we're able to kind of take a step back and, and to kind of understand like maybe what all the pieces are doing, but not necessarily be executing on each and every piece yeah. that's truly when things go to a different level yes i find it exciting when a staff member says hey like when they're teaching me something hey did you know we could do this better I'm like great <laughs> <laughs> thanks for telling me because yeah. i i get i can easily get bogged down in the weeds mm -hmm. and my to-do list can stretch from here till forever um, but if you are investing in your people they will make you better as well yeah, absolutely. And it starts to, to spill out in so many different levels, obviously interactions with clients, but also interactions with team members as well, too. And yes. again, takes everything to another level. Yes. Awesome. 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 Well, Jessica, I truly appreciate that. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Sure. Um, maybe one additional nugget is to not let fear of failure stop you from pursuing whatever it is, is on, that's on your heart. There's a reason why it's on your heart. Uh, if you're spiritual, there's a reason why God placed it on your heart. And do not let fear stop you. There are so many resources and so many people who are willing to share information and to help mentor you. Mentorship is so important. So once you're in a position to be a mentor, please do. But if you're in this position of mentee, there's so many people who are wanting to help you. And if there's one person who is kind of being shady, 
forget them and find the other 10 people who are going to stand in your corner and cheer for you. And so you can find me on Instagram. It is DMV underscore lawyer. I'm also on Twitter, the same name. I don't tweet a lot yet, <laughs> but you can find me there. And also on Facebook, Jessica Orensby. And you can shoot me an email anytime, JTO at aolawgroup.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate that, Jessica. And we will have the links and information in the show notes just so that everybody can follow up with you as well. But I appreciate appreciate that last nugget as well, too. I think so many times, uh, you know, we can get so bogged down with things and we forget that there's people out there that want to help us out. Mm-hmm. There's people that we want to help out as well, too, and getting the opportunity to kind of create that, that win-win situation is phenomenal. So I appreciate you for reminding us that. Appreciate your time as well. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.